0: welcome to the cosmic nurse podcast my name is rosie and i will be your host i have decided to step away from bedside nursing retire my scrubs and put on my cosmic cape this podcast is about cosmic and earthly knowledge centering around truth justice health and spirituality humanity is hungry for more harmony love joy peace freedom and leadership In this pivotal time, I continue to be in service the best ways I know how, providing a place where people can get some mental and spiritual flossing. Here, you will find education, tools, guidance, and more. I invite you to think and feel outside the confines of the 3D world, seeing beyond the chaos to your bliss and more. Hi, and welcome to my new spring episode of The Cosmic Nurse. My name is Rosie, and I'll be your host today. Today, I come to you, just me, and I feel very inspired lately as a result of a recent work that I did, ceremony that I did with ketamine. And it was done in a ceremonial context with Indigenous elders and a good friend of mine, Dr. Joe Tafour, which I'm going to be having on my show soon. And um, they were singing the sacred songs and they did it in a ceremonial, very sacred context. The participants were a group of beautiful souls that were from all parts of the country and even outside the U.S. And um, they were psychotherapists, mental health counselors, doctors, anesthesiologists, nurse practitioners and nurses, and all have a very... Deep vested interest in working with ketamine and what it can do potentially. So, more on that in another episode. My reason for wanting to share this is because I feel really passionate about the importance of doing this work consciously and what psychedelics have actually done for me. I have been working in this world of psychedelics for a number of years, maybe about 10 years, if you don't include early exploration with psychedelics as a teenager, which began to open my mind to the world of possibilities and something beyond this ordinary state of reality. And I personally have experienced very deep healing and very deep work in my subconscious. And I realized early on that this was something that could really be very healing and very important to people that have tried other alternative ways, like working with antidepressants or anti-anxieties or conventional therapy or regular talk therapy, and how they have had not as much positive outcomes for whatever number of reasons within those standard modalities. And so I really feel that psychedelics, as we are in the psychedelic renaissance, is really offering us, you know, humanity and those who feel called to this work, a, an alternative way of healing and an alternative way of coming to back to ourself. And one of the things that's become very important within this work is, is integration, as well as all the other things that go into it. And that's a whole other episode. But for, for the purpose of today's share is really how we integrate big experience and even the small experiences, because all the experiences that we have with this medicine and this work are important. And they give us a snapshot into our consciousness and they help us to see what we cannot see otherwise. And I guess, you know, sometimes people may ask, well, why do we need to have psychedelics? Well, we don't need to have anything. We don't need to have these experiences. I mean, it's definitely not for everyone. And as a person that is very curious about what's on the other side of the veils and somebody who has been on a healing journey and just a journey of self-inquiry for most of my life, I will say. This has offered me an opportunity to allow the world as I know it sort of melt away and really go deeper into myself, go deeper into my heart. And oftentimes it. Allowed me to really just let my thoughts be put on the shelf for this period of time. Which, if you know me and a lot of people like me, nurses, people in healthcare, people who are healers, or people out there doing deep work with people in general you know that sometimes we have a really hard time disconnecting from our thoughts and stopping that monkey mind. One of the things that has really helped me over the years kind of hone in on that tenancy or that continuous having to overthink things or plan things or check a box off or the to-do lists or the constant going, 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 it's, just how we're bred in this society. And it oftentimes leads us down these roads of self-inquiry and asking ourselves like what what else is there? You know, what else is beyond this this reality, third dimensional reality. And I feel that psychedelics offers some sort of window into the unknown, the window into a pathway into our subconscious, into our spirit, into the spirit realm. Those experiences are often not given in my my experience with the people that I've worked with and even myself. There have been times where I've not given myself enough time or space. So yes, these experiences, sometimes people i have found in my experience including my own personal experience with working within this time after this period of time after a ceremony and you know having this tendency to really jump back into life having to go back to work take care of family clients friends what have you and uh really not doing myself a service and allowing myself to be with what occurred. I've seen this with clients. I've seen this with friends. I've seen this over and over again. And over the last, I would say, five to eight years, it seems like more and more organizations, more and more people are putting together, you know, a, a type of integration program something that can teach us or teach people, you know, psychonauts, people are interested in this, in this world in this work and how to integrate. And if you look up integrate, it's very interesting, because depending on who you ask, there are several different definitions. And there's a couple of definitions that I think that are very simple and really sum it up. And it really, what it means is to put together what is missing, to join together of missing parts, to make complete, to make whole again. And I find it very interesting that we're talking about psychedelics and we're talking about how to make ourselves whole again. Weren't we whole before the experience? Were we less whole? And I also find very curious that within this work, I call it work because, you know, it does take a certain amount of effort and preparation, and we'll talk about that. We go to these experiences, and in some cases, we get sort of disassembled, sort of opened, taken apart, defragmented, and then... After the experience, we're left with these pieces of ourself and asking ourselves, "What do I do now? How can I put together this new version of myself, or maybe it was just a version of myself that was just hiding underneath a bunch of crap, a bunch of rubble. And so how do we how do we do that? How do we put ourselves back together? How do we make ourselves feel whole? It was really interesting. Well, I'm going to share with you a few different ways that you can work towards feeling whole again, whether you went to a teepee ceremony or you went to the jungle and did ayahuasca or you did mushrooms or you did ketamine or you boga or you just went to a sweat lodge or a ceremony, a cacao ceremony whatever it was, there is something now that is ripe for the, for the taking. There's an opportunity. There's an opportunity to see life a little differently. Maybe you feel a little lighter. Maybe you feel confused. Maybe you feel like you have a new lease on life. So with that new lease on life and that new positive outlook that you have, how can we really look at ways in which we can um, capture the essence of the experience and bring it into our life, put ourselves back together? How in these realms and how with the consciousness of these medicines and the sacredness of the container, can we now find those pieces of ourselves to make us feel whole again and make us feel complete? How can we do that? How can we return back to work looking at life very differently, feeling things around us differently, hearing things differently? The exchanges within the people that we regularly have contact with maybe something's different there maybe we don't feel the same way about the people in our life maybe there's some situations that have been brought to our awareness through this opening through this portal through the availability of the energies the consciousness of this of these medicines to provide us some way to bring together what was broken or what was missing or what was confusing or scattered. Or maybe we're just working so hard at our job that we've forgotten what it means to have some quiet time. We've forgotten what it means to do something for ourselves when we're so concerned about cooking meals, cleaning the house, paying the bills, taking care of the kids, picking them up from their music lessons, or their soccer practice, or you know, whatever else. All the other commitments that we have, which are all important and very necessary, but where is there time for us? Now, some of you might think, well, I go get my nails done, and you know, I get my hair cut and, you know, I'll get a massage every three months or six months or something. And that's good enough for me. Well, is it good enough for you? Is that enough? You know, when you're putting out so much energy and you're constantly, you know, in my job in the ER or in the ICU, I'm putting out fires all day long. I'm supporting my other team members. I'm working my behind off, putting in like 20,000 steps or some. Crazy number like that all day long, wearing the ground down underneath my feet to take care of everybody else, take care of the patients that come in and their families and everything else that's associated with that. And then at the end of the day, what is there left of me? You know, left of me for the things that I want to do for my family, for my friends, for my community. So these ceremonies, whether it's with medicine or without medicine, really begs us to look at how we live our life. And are we living in integrity? Are we living in our truth? Are we really being who we say we are? If you're on a spiritual path, and all you can do is just barely keep your head above water, then what, what is it that you're really doing? What are you really accomplishing? yeah you may have released that book or that paper, or you know gone and spoken at ten million conferences or doing all these great things. but if you don't have a way to fill your cup up at the end of the day, what is there left of you if you're overextending yourself and this is why I feel very passionate about talking about self care which you know I'm gonna touch on here in this episode. But I would first like to start with saying that when I go into these relationships, because it's a relationship that we take with spirit, it's a relationship with our higher self. It's a relationship with the consciousness of these medicines and the container and the people facilitating. And it's very intimate. It can be scary and it can be intimidating and it can be you know, something that if we're well-equipped to handle, we can look at it as an opportunity. We can look at it as something that is curious. And so some of the things that I have developed, I've developed like a system over the years and I've learned over the years what does and does not work for me. And one of the things that stays consistent in my daily self-care rituals is a lot of quiet time. And I mean, without any outside distractions, apart from the crows and the birds and the turkeys and owls and coyotes, (laughs) but really just allowing my time with spirit and those parts of me that need tending. We are constantly inundated. Our nervous systems are constantly inundated with so much input from the radio, the phone, social media, emails, responsibilities. And I touched on a lot of that already. We're always filtering and we're always processing information. Our nervous system and our brain does such a good job at dealing with the incoming all the time, you know, and it's a lot. It's really a lot. You realize that it's a lot when you can let some of that go within these experiences and then come back and like, okay, let's put back what really matters. And the only way we're going to be able to accomplish that is having quiet time, quiet time to sit and reflect and to Really be with ourselves and ask ourselves what is really important in my life and what feels good and what doesn't feel good. And sometimes it's not even about working something out. It's not even about, okay, well, okay, I got to do this thing tomorrow. Okay. And then it's that thing. And okay, I want to cook this food and do this thing. It's like, it's not about having quiet time to think about what we need to do or not do, but it's quiet time and just having time that is quiet. The other thing that is important in my daily practice is breath work and meditation. And I aim for a couple times a day, even if it's five minutes or 25 minutes or 45 minutes, it is something that is as important as brushing your teeth, washing your hair, taking a shower, putting your socks on and shoes on and putting your purse on and packing your lunch. It's that essential. And so there's all kinds of breath work to be done. There's so many people right now that are teaching classes and workshops and all the things. And so find something that resonates with you. And it doesn't have to be fancy. It could be something simple like belly breathing, you know, for a inhale of four seconds, holding it for five seconds and exhaling for 10 seconds or whatever count that resonates with you. And that type of belly breathing really helps regulate your nervous system. It quiets your mind. It helps regulate your your nerves and the thoughts and emotions coming in and out. And the meditation is essential The breath work can be grouped into a meditation or you can just sit there quietly in a comfortable position and have an intention or be curious about what comes up within your time with yourself, with source, with your guides. And for me, I have a mantra. I have a prayer that I like to use. And I say something like, I call in my team of spirit guides to be with me here and now. To provide me clear and consistent communication in which I can be in service to the highest good for myself and for all whom I am in service to. And then I go into, I clear away, I disengage, I defragment, I dissolve, I release, I let go of any negative thought forms, any discordant energies or frequencies. Anything that is disrupting my clear thought, my clear communication, my connection with God's source. And then I um, clear all of my layers. I clear my mental, emotional, physical, spiritual layers of my being so that there is a harmony and peace and love and joy within my being and that I can receive the important messages and communications from God source and my team of guides. And sometimes I add a couple other things to it, but it's pretty simple. And then you can make it however you want. And that can be your mantra. That can be the meditation. And that's what, like a minute, 30 seconds. The other thing that I do is I journal. I have something I write, my thoughts and feelings, intimate details about what is on my mind or on my heart. I put my dreams in here. And sometimes, you know, especially around, you know, working with psychedelics or plant medicine or ceremony, I have a lot of dreams or I have dreams in and around full moons or new moons or auspicious, other auspicious times. And I write my dreams in there. And a lot of times I don't always understand why I had the dream, and they're like weird or whatever, and sometimes in within that journaling process of writing my dreams down, a lot of things become very clear, and then it's like, "Oh, okay, now I get it, and that makes sense. sometimes they don't make sense at all, and sometimes it's just the act of putting it down there that it's just a placeholder energetically for whatever to come forward, come forth in future days and then something will hit me and I'm like, oh, okay, that makes sense. So that's the other thing. The other the other thing that I really enjoy doing, and I'm not an artist, okay? That's not my strong point. But I can pretend and I I'll draw, I'll do word puzzles or word finders or art or, you know, write some kind of poetry, you know, and sometimes when words cannot, you know capture or bring about the magnitude of, of my experience, because sometimes it is very much ineffable, these experiences. So sometimes, you know, drawing the art itself is a mechanism of being able to open up the pathways for metabolizing something. The other thing that is challenging, because a lot of times these, these plant medicine or entheogen or psychedelic can be very, very stimulating to our nervous system sometimes, and we're just having a hard time with rest or sleep, is taking some time out for resting. If resting or sleep has, is becoming challenging, I can recommend chamomile, lemon balm, Tulsi and um, some other nervines, catnip, are often really great at relaxing the nervous system. And of course, please check with your primary care provider or your healthcare practitioner to make sure that these are appropriate for you. The other thing that is really essential on my list of integration tips is being with community and being around people you trust and sharing these experiences. Try to find meaning in what you experienced and what occurred. Here in the North Bay area, there's several integration groups. TAM is uh, one that's really good. It's down in Marin, and there's some in San Francisco. And there's some new ones that are starting to pop up here in uh, Sonoma County, Sebastopol and um, Santa Rosa area. It is really helpful to be in a container with people that understand what you're going through, what you've experienced. Sometimes what they share within these containers, within these groups, in, in itself, just sitting there and listening and observing and just taking in the vibe of being in a group setting of people is really healing in itself. And oftentimes can really be a way for deeper meaning and deeper healing and deeper understanding of what you went through. Another thing that's really important to me is high quality nutrition. I eat mostly vegan. Once in a while, I'll get a wild hair, I'll have some eggs, maybe a little bit of some good local cheese or something. But for the most part, and vegan. And I have been for quite some time. That's really helped me feel stronger and healthier and being able to metabolize and process foods and experiences. I eat according to my constitution, which in Ayurveda is what your imbalances are. And so... I do cook with a lot of herbs and spices and grounding foods, like root veggies, soups, especially now where, when it's cold and wet. I do a lot more soups. Sometimes, you know, if you are needing deeper nourishment, I would recommend a good solid uh, bone broth and, you know, eating healthy is essential to really helping the rest of the energies of the medicine in your body to um, break down and really assist in, in the metabolism of the process that occurred for you. The other thing that's important is knowing where and who your resources are and have that set up well ahead of time. I have a team of people that I lean on for added support. They're comprised of local body workers, healers, elders, friends, coaches, SE practitioners, and psychotherapists who specialize in psychedelics. So yeah, I take a lot of time and I get body work done. It's really important to feel, to have touch as well so from someone that you that you trust. And it's important to be witnessed by other people within these uh, worlds of healing that can hold a container for you and hear you out and, and listen to what occurred for you and offer you a reflection, offer you some added support. That's really important. I can recall coming out of a diet several years ago and feeling really lost and not Really understanding what happened. And I mean, I understood what happened, but I couldn't really find meaning. I couldn't really understand how to get back to my life. Everything seemed so different for me. And um, I felt lost. I felt lost for a period of time. I didn't quite know what to do. So I sought help by a local uh, psychedelic integration person who is doctor of psychology and Jungian psychologist, and she helped me immensely and helped me get grounded and helped me develop some tools. And it was very healing and very profound for me. And um, even when I'm healthy, even, I mean, I'm healthy, but even when we're healthy, it's not a bad idea to have a therapist, have a good psychotherapist or a SE practitioner that you can call upon maybe once a month or a couple times a month or something or somebody maybe you can do like a trade with or something that can be there for you. Because, you know, as healers and and people on Healing Path and those of us that like really take this work seriously and are doing it out there in the world, doing all that we're doing, we need to have our own type of maintenance and maintenance is essential for our mental our a healthy mental state and a healthy emotional state. And it really provides us to be the one to be in the place of receiving and to be able to make sure our cup is filled before we can go out there and take care of others. I also enjoy spending lots of time in nature and One of my favorite things to do is hug trees. Yes, it's official. I'm a tree hugger. (laughs) Sitting with these ancient beings, I have so much gratitude for their presence in our ecosystem and what they do for us, providing oxygen and shelter and comfort and food and light and so much, just so much that the trees provide for us. And when I am close to a beach or when I'm in Florida, I like to sit in the ocean and just let the water wash over me and feel the warmth of the sky and the sun hitting my skin and feeling the comfort of the water, womb-like Feeling is amazing and so healing. So whenever you can get to nature or go to the beach or go to the springs after a big experience, it's so nourishing and so healing for my nervous system. Sometimes I sit there and I talk to the tree or I talk to the ocean. I make offerings to the land i pray to the ancestors and sometimes i just let out my pains and struggles and ask for it to be transmuted so we're down to 8 this is number 8 time away from social media and electronics i don't got to tell you how important this is no matter who you are what you're doing if you're if you're integrating a ceremony or not, just in general, it's really good to shut off electronics and social media as regularly as possible. The other thing I'd like to do within my quiet time is self-inquiry and asking myself these questions. The who, the what, the where, the why. Why am I doing this? What does it really matter? Am I becoming a better person as a result of this experience? What am I really here doing? Am I really here to heal or am I here to prove something to myself or others? Is this helping me grow in ways in which will help me help others? And the list goes on. Those are just a few prompts that I often ask myself. The other thing is being open to feedback from friends about your personal growth and what you've learned. And having that reflection with somebody that you trust, and especially someone that has been within these circles is so important and really brings a whole other element of understanding of what occurred. And how it has truly benefited you or not. And when we can allow ourselves to be vulnerable and receive that feedback from somebody, it is, it is so life-changing. And it really allows us to kind of have this opportunity that may be uncomfortable but it could be an opportunity for you to grow and share what you have learned so within all of that those are like 10 things of the top things that that I that have helped me over the years to really you know be able to re- restore myself to reclaim my being and to release what is no longer serving and then how can i reassociate myself within my life and within those places that i am around and you know all of all of these parts have a key tone and that is what is the interconnectedness what can we bring and in back into harmony with our interaction with what I had mentioned in my prayer and in my, in my mantra, what is that within my mental, emotional, physical, spiritual space that can bring back into oneness, this whole thing of being here on earth, being human. And basically, those are some of the things that I feel have a big impact on my life and the importance of why I go into these states of existence within psychedelics and being able to see the world with a different perspective. And, you know, these experiences are not for the faint of heart. They require us to really step outside our comfort zone and to ask ourselves, you know, what is the possibility? How resilient am I? How are my mindful practices really benefiting me in my in my life right now? And really stepping outside of myself and, de- and realizing that there is something bigger than me and that I am part of that as well. So it's really important to make sure that we don't ignore the big things or the little things because those subtle changes can really be or turn into something really big and they can become a bigger insight through this experience. So the low hanging fruit, sometimes, you know, what's on the surface, we think that we go into these experiences with this whole idea of like, okay, well, I'm going to take care of this. Then next thing you know, the experience takes you into something deeper, even deeper within yourself. So I have been so fortunate in order to have big experiences and have the opportunity to sit with indigenous people in a ceremonial, sacred context in which really, truly my desire is to do more of that and to ask the, the bigger questions of my existence and how can I become better? Because what I seek within these experiences are not the short-term gains, but the long-term gains. And what I can really bring into my practice and how I can be in service, whether I'm working in the emergency room or I'm working with clients one on one. So, with that, I'm going to close this time with you and say thank you very much for joining me today on a topic that is very near and dear to my heart. If you would like more on this, please. Check out my website and my offerings. I will have more on what I'm going to be up to in the coming weeks and month. And it's rosythecosmicnurse.com. And thank you for listening today and have a beautiful, blessed day. It has been my joy and honor to share space with you. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. My heartfelt intentions are to be in service. And for those who continue to be curious and seeking ways to thrive, if you liked what you heard, please subscribe to my channel on YouTube, iTunes, and Spotify. For more, you can find me at rosymedina.com. My IG is the underscore cosmic nurse. And on Facebook, I'm the cosmic nurse. Thank you. And until next time, ciao.